Let's shift gears a little bit and take a look at crude oil and some of the bid activity we've seen there, the run-up in and through this $100 level. We've got just the person to help us do that. Matt Smith is joining us this morning, the lead oil analyst. America's at Kepler. Uh, Matt, welcome. Always good to have you on the show. And timely in this instance, a dire warning from the IEA. They said global energy security is under threat, putting the world economy at risk during a fragile stage of the recovery. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. And so what we've got in the market right now, essentially, is prices working in the fear of those loss of Russian barrels. As you get more shippers that are not willing to move it, more tankers not willing to carry it, more countries not willing to take it. So that's why we saw the price move overnight. That's why we've seen the price move over the last few days here. And so, you know, back of an envelope calculation here, you know, Russia exports about 5 million barrels, something uh, like that every day. They're sending about 1.5 million barrels of that into China, and that's going to likely continue. China may well be like the destination of last resort. So as crude gets really discounted out of Russia, those Urals barrels that come out sort of the Baltic Black Sea there, then we could see those going to China. But the concern is with the rest of those barrels that typically are going into Europe and that, what happens with them? And so that's why we've been seeing uh, prices continuing to rally here because there is the fear is what happens, uh, where, do, where does Europe replace those barrels from? And that's why everyone has been so loath to place sanctions specifically on the energy side of things because Europe is so dependent upon Russian crude and so dependent on natural gas. But as the situation has escalated, as things deteriorate, it's getting to a situation now where everyone is starting to shun Russia. Yeah, escalate, deteriorate in terms of uh, geopolitical events are not the words we want to hear uh, when you're talking about crude oil prices and the impact that that has on inflation. Let's talk about the IEA again in terms of the 60 million barrel uh, uh, strategic petroleum reserves release. It seems like just a drop in the bucket and price isn't really reflecting that it's going to provide any uh, real easing of some of the uh, constraints that we're seeing. Yeah, that's right, Ben. So as that news came out, we saw prices rallying. That could have been for a number of reasons. One, as you say, it's a drop in the bucket. It's only sort of 60 million barrels. Uh, the second thing as well is that uh, every time that the U.S. agrees to do another SPR release, mm -hmm. you know, they only have a finite number of mm -hmm. times that they can do that mm -hmm. going forward here. And then the third piece of this is it's a market sentiment driven thing because those physical barrels actually coming out of the SPR in the US and out of other countries, you don't know the timing of that. It's going to be lagged. And by the time they hit the market, you know, they may not have the impact they may necessarily would have had when it was announced. And so that's why we saw prices basically ignore uh, the, this, uh, this announcement, which is, you know, what, not what the US administration would have wanted to have because they have limited number of things or levers that they can do to try and keep prices in check here. Matt, how about the production side? Is it time for the Biden administration to revisit some of their uh, energy policies? You would think so. They have to incentivize it somehow. So in terms of production growth, it is coming through or it's going to be. And so, you know, the last couple of months we've had freeze-offs that have been holding that number in check. But we, have, we really believe that production growth was going to grow strongly regardless of prices breaking above $100 a barrel here. You know, you've got the Permian Basin that's going to be driving that, adding over half a million barrels a day this year. We think we're going to be knocking on the door of about a million barrels a day. But at the same time, too, if we're, you know, the beginning of the segment, we're talking about three million barrels a day or something like that being taken out of Europe. That needs to be replaced mm -hmm. 
by another barrel uh, if it's not going to be a rushing one. And so the U.S. is in the situation there where it can step up in the short term and help fill that gap. But the situation is they just don't seem to be willing to pursue the fossil fuel policy side of things. Matt, uh, talk to me. OPEC, is that today or tomorrow? And uh, will we get any relief uh, from that side of things? What we're likely to get out of OPEC is just the same, you know, kind of the steady as she goes. So they're not willing to make a, an immediate rash decision. They like to see what is going to be happening over the next few weeks. We saw that at the end of last year. You know, there was the pressure on them to increase production uh, in, in October. And they were like, well, in, sorry, it's moved into November and they, they didn't do that. And then Omicron hit and people were like, are you going to take oil off the market? And they were just like, no, we're going to see how things play out. And that's what we expect them to do going forward here, too. At the same time, knowing that higher prices to them means that they're getting higher revenues. And at the same time, too, they are still struggling to put more oil onto the market here. So OPEC is very much likely just to going to stay the course here and just keep on going as they normally do. Matt, is there, uh, aside from U.S. production increases, and uh, uh, I guess I'm wondering, is there some sort of a diplomatic solution here, an off-ramp right now that you see at all possible? Or are we under a circumstance where Russia is just kind of saying that they're willing to talk and negotiate, but ultimately uh, um, uh, kind of doing another thing at the same time? I mean, it seems like they're kind of talking out of both sides of their mouths uh, under uh, many circumstances. Yeah, definitely actions speak louder than words with what we're seeing out of them now. And so in terms of the oil price, it's only likely going to continue to go higher as that uncertainty continues and the situation escalates. In terms of an off-ramp for prices, you've really got the prospect of an Iran deal, which is becoming ever, ever more likely as all prices move higher here. And so that's possibly one of the few things really that can be done to try and keep prices in check here. We've already used the bullet of the uh, SPR release and that hasn't worked. And so, you know, there's, there's limited things that can really push prices lower from here in the immediate to short term. Continue as, with prices moving higher here is the you know, prices at the pump continue to increase, demand destruction starts to creep in, mm -hmm. inflationary pressures continue as we don't get rate hikes coming through, uh, and then we kind of push towards potentially recessionary conditions. That's the real worry from the higher prices here. Yeah, you know, we were talking about some of that demand destruction uh, earlier in the week yesterday. And if we could just pull this chart, we've seen rates come off significantly. And with crude oil spiking, it really speaks to the geopolitical premium coming into price and the impact that this has on, again, uh, global demand and growth expectations. The TNX and the purple line in this instance, crude oil is in the candles here, if we can pull this chart. Lastly, I just wanted to get your thoughts on natural gas. You mentioned prices at the pump, heating oil. We're kind of coming out of this uh, uh, winter months, so maybe not uh, as big of a consideration, but certainly prices the pump here, Matt. We've seen them on the rise, and that hits our pocketbooks very directly. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. So we're, we're at $3.66 on the national average now. Illinois for you there, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're at $3.93 a gallon and so we're pushing up against that four dollar mark and so given the lag that you see with the uh, prices of the pump uh, working in that oil price increase you know we're going to be continuing to keep on higher from here in the next mm. few weeks you know we saw the highest price back in the summer of 2008 at four dollars eleven there uh, and we know what happened after that with the, the financial crisis but the concern is that as as oil prices remain elevated here, we're going to break above four dollars on the national average there and push to a new record in the weeks and months ahead. So that's the real concern. Yeah.
Let's hope not. Matt, appreciate you joining us here. Unfortunately, it does seem inevitable. And uh, your breakdown, always a pleasure to have you with uh, a complex uh, situation, to say the least. Matt Smith joining us this morning, lead oil analyst, America's at Kepler.